What up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 205 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I spoke with Seppi Tabibian from SheHitRefresh.com. SheHitRefresh focuses on women ages 30 and up who want to break free from routine and start a life of travel. Seppi hosts retreats, Seppi hosts a Facebook group, and just allows women to collaborate, brings everyone together to really help flesh out where women would like to be within their life and then the steps they need to take in order to get there had a really great conversation with her. And fellas, if you're listening, don't worry. She has a lot of great input on how anyone in general can do this for their life. If you're somebody who is needing to hit that refresh button, try something new. You're sick of your lifestyle. You're sick of your job. Whatever you're not happy with within your lifestyle right now, Sebi does a great job articulating like the things you can do to hit refresh. Like she hit refresh when she was 35. She quit everything. She moved to Spain and started a life for herself there in Europe where she loves her life now, gets to do what she wants, when she wants and is just such a great example of somebody who did it and can do it at any point within their life and notes that she's had to hit refresh multiple times since moving to Spain. So this isn't a one-time thing. This is something that we always have to work at and remind ourselves that if we are caught in a life situation we're unhappy with, well, let's just hit that refresh button and get out of there. So thank you for joining us. I have no doubt you're really going to enjoy this episode with Seppi Tabibian. If you're a first-time listener, please pull out that phone hit subscribe. It makes a huge difference for me. Rating it five stars and leaving a review is awesome as well. In fact, leaving reviews is what really makes a difference within the podcasting world. The algorithms that be notice all the reviews and they push my podcast to the top of the search engine. So leaving a review is really big time for me and I would appreciate that. Other ways you can support Misfits and Rejects, one would be by going to misfitsandrejects.com backslash shop and picking up a Misfits and Rejects t-shirt. I can send them anywhere in the world, so please don't be shy. If you're in Europe, if you're in Australia, if you're in Southeast Asia, I can get a really comfortable Misfits and Rejects t-shirt to you. I love receiving photos of people wearing them. It's fun, and I love posting them on Instagram if they say it's cool. The other way to do this is by heading over to Misfits and Rejects on Patreon. Patreon's a platform that allows fans to support Misfits and Rejects. Misfits and Rejects takes me you know, about 7 to 10 hours a week. And that little bit of extra cash every month helps just providing me some support with all the different apps I need to utilize to host Misfits and Rejects, to help me produce Misfits and Rejects through the editing process and marketing process and all these things. So nothing is expected. It's all appreciated. So you can head over to Misfits and Rejects on Patreon and you can find me there and donate a monthly donation of whatever you want. So thank you so much for joining me today. I have no doubt you're going to enjoy today's episode. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Seppi Tabibian from SheHitRefresh.com. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I'm joined by Seppi Tabibian from SheHitRefresh.com. Seppi, welcome to the show. Chapin, thank you so much. Happy to be here. It's nice. And you're calling in from Madrid, Spain right now. I am. I am. What's it like right now? Is it nice weather? Are you still quarantined? Like, what's the vibe like? 
Yeah, a little bit of all of that. So yeah, we're moving into summer. So the weather is really nice here. It's like in the 70s and sunny, um, which means people want to be outdoors. So we've had a few different phases of quarantine. And we're today we just moved into phase two of four, which just means we have some more freedoms now. So that's pretty cool. And has your experience overall throughout this COVID process been enjoyable, at least or like, okay, like, has it been what has it been like? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's actually hasn't been that bad. I'm a remote worker, so I'm used to being at home a lot. So my day-to-day hasn't changed too, too much. Um, and as much as I'm an extrovert, I have realized in this lockdown that I'm really an ambivert. I can be alone for long, um, long amounts of time and, and be okay with it. Plus, I have my dog here with me, so it hasn't been too bad. But I, I am excited that I'm able to see some of my friends now. That is cool. Can you use that term that you just said? What is it? Amnivert? Yeah, an ambivert. Ambivert is a what? Yeah, so it's someone who's both extroverted and introverted. So you're kind of like a little bit of both. Okay. And then is it like certain circumstance? Are you just like adaptable in all circumstances? Or is there moments in time where it's like you have to be extroverted and moments where you just feel like being introverted? Um, I think it's more, I mean, don't quote me out, but I think it's more that you're just adaptable. I think you do really well around people, but you're also okay to be on your own. So that worked in my favor during the past few months. That's rad. I've never actually heard that term. That's super cool. And I'm interested to learn just a little bit more about it in that, like in relationships, for example, like, are you somebody who is adaptable to your partner's style or do they always adapt to your style? Oh, wow. I've never been asked this question. Hmm. Well... I, ooh, I don't know. I mean, I can, I would say I, I don't adapt well to kind of um, people who are a bit codependent. That doesn't work for me. So I, I don't know. Maybe they have to adapt more to my style if I think about. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's cool. I think. I mean, in all relationships, there's one person adapting more to the other person. You know, I just yeah. think in social settings, like with a sounding, you sound naturally extroverted. So if like you can see your your partner's need to shine a little bit, are you gonna like? wind it back and let them shine? Or is it just like, totally, totally. I'm definitely a giver with that kind of stuff. So yes, yes. But I also, you know, in the context, I guess if we're talking about partners, I mean, extrovert, like I need someone that I can take to a party and not have to babysit. I need someone who can take care of themselves. Um, when we're in social contexts. right on. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, cool. I think, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, she hit refresh because prior to jumping on the call with you, I was creeping your website and I got really inspired from some of those, uh, like members spotlights that you do. Like it was really interesting to hear. And I'd kind of like to hear a little bit about how it started, why it started. Why'd you start this? Um, she at refresh.com. Yes. Thanks so much. Yeah. Those member spotlights are really inspirational. So yeah. So she hit refresh for anyone listening out there. It's a community for women age 30 and over who want to break free from a life of routine, start a life of travel. So what, what does that mean? That means women over 30 who want to move abroad or quit their job and travel long-term. And so as many things start, you know, it came from an interest of mine. I I'm now 40, but I moved to Madrid from Houston, Texas when I was 35. So I really hit refresh on my life. Um, and a few years later, a good friend of mine, a friend, the friend that I started, she hit refresh with, uh, she quit her job of nine years and took a year long sabbatical. So before we started, she hit refresh, we were just talking like, you know, there aren't a lot of resources out there for women, you know, kind of of our age. There's a lot of travel groups out there, but they're either for short-term travel or they're more geared towards a gap year, fresh out of college, but nothing for women 
who are over 30 that want to live an unconventional life. And so we thought, hey, let's start it ourselves. That's really cool. I think, you know, for the listeners out there, like there's a lot of different blogs. And I think, well, maybe there what there isn't. Is there now more people doing this? Because I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things popping up on my radar, maybe just because I'm in the same game as you, like who are delivering a service where it's like, hey, we can help you become a digital nomad or hit, ref- hit refresh, if you will. So when you got into it, were you kind of the, the only player out there within that niche, you know, th- females 30 and above, or was there other kind of competition? Uh, there was female 30 and above, but like I said, there were more short, ter- short term travel. So there were a lot of resources, but it was, you know, how to navigate, um, you know, two week trip to Thailand kind of thing, not for the big trips or the big move. And that's where we thought like, oh, wow, we actually can offer something really novel. And since a lot of our friends, Annette's my friend who I started She Hit Refresh with, a lot of our friends were asking us how we did it. We just assumed there were a lot more women out there who were also curious on how to do it. And were you right? I mean, did you test the market at all? Or was it just you you created the website and went with it based on a gut, gut feeling? Yeah. So actually, the first thing we did was start a Facebook group. And we just invited our friends. So between Annette and I, we probably in the beginning, we had like, I don't know, 50 to 70 people. And I was so surprised at how quickly they engaged with each other. Because you never know if you put you know people in a, in a group, if they're actually going to talk. And I started inviting pe- people I didn't know from other Facebook groups, and it grew really quickly. And that's when we knew that we had something special. That's great. So then where do you take it from there? Like, I mean, how do you monetize that? Yeah, so it took a while to monetize. But in the beginning, we started the Facebook group. And then our community just wanted more. So that's when we started the blog. And then they wanted to meet in person. So we did in person meetups. And then about six, seven months in somebody asked us if we were if we ever thought about doing a retreat. And I was like, well, I don't know, like, she hit refresh just started as a hobby. I at that point, I didn't even think about monetizing it. And I've never done a retreat and I've never done anything like that. And so we just put it out there and there was so much interest. And so we started monetizing She Hit Refresh a year and a half in with our first retreat uh, was uh, to Morocco. And we sold out and had 10 women, uh, nine from the U.S., one from the U.K. come join us in Morocco for a week. Ooh, this is getting cool. So, yeah. So the original meetups you had were what? Did, Did it start with retreats? Was that the original meetup model or was it meetups, just casual coffee in the same town? And then did you move into the retreat model? Yeah. So great question. The meetups were just basically I'm in Madrid and a lot of the women who joined our community just happened to be in Madrid. And so I could see in the community, they were already talking amongst themselves to meet up and we're a global community, but just a lot of people were in Madrid. So I just thought I wanted to get ahead of that and kind of control, control, um, you know, the environment, the ambiance of this meetup. And so I started having meetups in Madrid every few months and they had a great turnout and they were really successful. And so I started doing them also when I went home, uh, for Christmas or for the summer to Texas and had one in Austin and in Houston. Um, and you know, was thinking about doing them in other cities as well. And so when the community was really receptive to us throwing out the idea of a retreat, um, yeah, we went, we went through with it, and this year we had our, our second retreat to Morocco. Cool. Very cool. So then help me understand a little bit better. Like you provide a service to help women understand the process needed to hit refresh, meaning quit your nine-to-five, get on the road, maybe travel, make money long-term, live abroad, maybe stationary, maybe as a digital nomad who's moving every three to six months or something like that. Um, 
but then the retreats are for people who want to get what a taste of the lifestyle before you, you bring them into maybe like a, what a coaching kind of service or like a online course kind of service. Yeah. So these are all great questions. So full transparency, she hit refresh is my business, but we haven't monetized to a place where I can call it my full-time job. So separately, since I've built, she hit refreshes my, my business, my community, but I also have built other communities more as hobbies. And so I work as a consultant for community building for clients, for companies, but with she hit refresh, the retreats were our first model for monetization, which was actually pretty big because we had never asked our community for money. And all of a sudden we were asking for them to pay us, you know, $2,000 to come uh, on a week trip with us. And what was different about our retreat was that while we are a travel group, we are much more than that. So we were traveling to Morocco, but really what I think attracted the women to join us was that we offered four workshops during that week that would help them gain clarity on what they wanted to do with their life. Because a lot of women knew they wanted to change, but didn't know exactly what that change was or how to do it. So that's what we did. So this year, 2020, is where I, you know, my goal at the beginning of the year was to get really serious about monetizing She Hit Refresh. We needed to move beyond kind of one-on-one coaching that I was doing and retreats. And so that's where we're at right now. We just had our second retreat. Uh, our first retreat was just last year. And I'm working on an ebook, which is um, going to come out in the fall. And that is about the best places in Europe for Americans to move to, specifically for Americans, because the book highlights visas that are easier for Americans to get. And then, like you mentioned, the online course, I'm actually starting that next month, which is all about helping women take action on on uh, on their goals. Very cool. So like the women who came to your your first retreat was where Morocco, you said? Yep, exactly. Um, what city in Morocco? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, so we went to Marrakesh, Imlil, and Esawira. Nice, very cool. And you mentioned you had workshops, and so out of the ten women who came and participated, in that how many of them have taken action now and had set those goals into motion? Yes, I would say all of them. They all had different goals, but um, just to give you a few examples. Um, you know, one woman, you know, she really wanted to get a remote job and, and she did, she got that and she thought she wanted to be a digital nomad. So with her remote job, she came to Europe for about, I think two months. She actually came to Madrid and, and pet sit, uh, house sat at my place. Uh, but through that experience, she found out like, she doesn't want to be a digital nomad. She actually wants to live in, in Philadelphia and Philly where she's from, but just have a remote job. Another woman had already hit refresh and lived in Thailand, but was things were kind of stagnant. She'd been there three years. Um, and, um, you know, when she left the retreat, she just took action on some of the things she had on her list. One of them was getting a divorce, which that was a huge one. And she made that happen, writing a book, creating her own community in Thailand because she was feeling a bit alone there. Um, so those are just some of the, the many examples of, yeah, how women put things into action from the retreat. And I think the powerful thing from the workshops is, yes, they learn a lot from that, but the powerful thing is really being together with women who get you for a week and talking out all of these ideas and doubts um, and dreams and goals that you have. Because, you know, if you're living in a very conventional place or if, you know, the circle of friends you have around you are conventional, you maybe are not expressing these deep desires that you have. And to be able to do that in a community, in a space that really is supportive and is empowering you to take action on that, that, that is what helps these women put things into motion. I think, yeah, and for everyone, even myself, like finding a community of like-minded people has been the biggest 
influential, positive influence on my journey to trying to become a good digital entrepreneur and somebody who can remain location dependent. Like I joined the Dynamite Circle. Have you heard of them? No, what's that? It's just like an it's like a paid online mastermind community. Um, they host different meetups around the world. The biggest one in Bangkok every year, and just having access to those forums and those people have done has been so helpful and really inspirational to me. And a lot of them are very successful. You know, like running seven, eight figure businesses all remotely, and um, just like the community just described is so important. One thing I didn't realize because I spent the first like couple years in Nicaragua where I had been there you know, there for like almost 10 years at this point, trying to transition into like the location dependent digital nomad life and not being around like-minded people was difficult. Like I was just, I felt so alone and like nobody could relate to my struggles with the online game. And then bumping into a few digital nomads, one thing led to another and I found myself in Thailand. And that's where I really found like my community and people who really got me, you know? Yes. No, it totally makes a difference. It really just expands kind of your realm of possibilities and what, yeah, what you see is possible for yourself. And it helps you kind of level up in the areas that you want to make changes. Absolutely. Was uh, the the woman in Thailand, Christy, by the way, from your membership spotlight? No. Oh, no, it was uh, Barbara. Okay. I read Christy's little bio and that one was really interesting. Yeah, hers was great. Christy, I believe she's moved back to Canada since then. So yeah, it's really cool to see kind of where these paths um, have gone after we hear their stories. Because I always tell my community, hitting refresh isn't a one-time event. You know, we're constantly hitting refresh in our lives, even after, you know, like for me, my refresh is moving to Madrid, but I've changed so much since I've moved here. So the the adventure continues. Yeah, what was the um, inspiration to go to Madrid? So Spain is a country that I visited a long time ago in 2001. I came here one summer to study Spanish and just loved it. And, you know, I was chasing Spain for my 20s, but I could just never make it work. I was always back and forth between here and the U.S. Uh, The only thing I could do here was teach English, and that wasn't what I wanted to do. So in uh, 2015, I just decided, you know, at that time I was living in Austin, Texas. I thought, I'm going to give Spain one more shot because, My life in Austin was nice. It was cush. I had a good job, car, home, all the things, but it was really boring. It was predictable and monotonous, and I'm just not that person. I really like change, and so I thought, let me give it another shot. Let me move to Madrid. I always loved this city. I don't know. There was something that always pulled me here, and so, yeah, I I quit my job, sold all the things, and I came to Madrid, actually, to teach English for a year, not because I wanted to, because I, but because it was my like the only way to get my foot in the door to get the visa to get here. And I knew once I got here, then I could hustle and find a way to get out of it, even though I didn't even know what I wanted to do. And let's go, let's talk in depth about that, because this is something <laughs> that I think a lot of people who do take that first leap struggle with, you know, figuring out a way to maintain it. Like, yeah, we're all, you know, clever and we do figure out little ways, but like, Ultimately, a lot of times we run in that brick wall of like visa issues or, you know, how, how to sustain life if, you know, like you're not making the kind of money you need to in that environment. So what'd you do? Exactly. Yeah, because definitely on the teaching salary, which I mean, is good for Spain, but it wasn't it wasn't sustaining the kind of lifestyle I wanted to live, especially at 35. Um, so what I did was, you know, everyone told me it's going to be impossible to get hired by a Spanish company. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to try So I applied, 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 and I just got really lucky. A Spanish tech company hired me to their social media team, and I had like zero experience in social media, but they needed a native speaker. Um, You know, I went to to school for marketing, and they were like, that's great. (laughs) So I just got a big break, but 
in that job, I realized what so learning about social media could give me. It could give me the freedom I had always sought because I just hated working in an office. That was nothing. That was something I never enjoyed. And I knew that from 17 years old. And so I used that job to learn about social media. And then from that job, I was able to leverage that um, to get remote work. And at the same time I was working at that company, I had started a blog and I was learning about blogging. And so kind of all these things kind of merged where I got these skills to be able to get remote work and work for companies outside of Spain and have an American salary live here. And it was just kind of leveling up, leveling, leveling up. And at also parallel to all of this, I started She Hit Refresh and another community and really built my skills in community building. And along that path, realized that She Hit Refresh was a possible way for me to really like have a business of my dreams and build something that could sustain myself, but also make an impact on others. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like your uh, resourcefulness and ingenuity. It's super cool. Um, do you think these social media like skills that you've you've learned have really improved your game, like developing and like growing your community with uh, She Hit Refresh? Yes, 100%. Like I learned about copywriting. I learned how to get an audience engaged. Um, you know, all the re everything I learned from just having a blog as a hobby before She Hit Refresh allowed me to really learn how to write, how to write for SEO, for She Hit Refresh. So everything I kind of learned in my free time and through jobs outside of She Hit Refresh, I've been able to apply to grow the community and get visibility as well. Is there one thing within that skill set that you think is the most valuable or is it a combination of all that really lit, like gets you seen on the web? Um, I think it's a combo. I mean, I really think at the heart of things, if we're talking about community and community building, like I just listen to my audience. Like I'm not a passive participant in the group from day one. I was there commenting on, on everybody. The first time they commented, I would be there to let someone know that they were seen and heard. And still, two and a half years later, I'm a very active participant in my community. And that allows me to really have a pulse on what they want, what they need, what they're looking for, which allows me to create the right content for them. Whether it's free or paid, I know it's content that brings them value. How many hours a day are you working on She Hit Refreshed? Now, not so much. I used to work on it a lot. I would say a few hours a day, which may not sound like a lot, but at the time I had a full-time job with, you know, a client and then would spend, you know, it would be up to one, two in the morning working on She Hit Refresh. But now I probably, um, you know, in the community, maybe spend 45 minutes a day in the community, but working on projects, you know, that's different. Like right now I'm writing the book, so I'll spend maybe three hours writing, you know, the book right now a day. And let's talk about the book right now and how that is going to kind of prop up She Hit Refresh. What what specifically is going to be within the book? Yes, I'm really excited for this book because I don't think something like this actually exists. So the book, I don't have an exact title yet, but a working title is like, I'm out of here, an American's guide to moving to Europe. And so the book is specifically about the best places in Europe for Americans to move to. And we have about 15 countries that I'm including that have visas that aren't, you know, super difficult to get. You don't need to have half a million euros to get these visas. These are visas that give you options because I think a lot of Americans think like, you know, I can't move to Europe because I'm not a citizen or I'll never get a visa. Um, and so you know, while there are books out there for Americans who want to move abroad, there's not one that specifically focus on, focuses on Europe and gives you so many options. And so while I'm writing this book for my community, it's also beyond that. Because before uh, I started writing the book, I wrote a blog piece that highlighted just four cities in Europe as a test case to see if it got traffic. And if so, then I would convert it into a book. 
And with that, you know, I ran some ads on the blog post and I was so surprised at how many men, people of different ages, you know, I even posted the, the post on LinkedIn and got um, direct messages from people I used to work with years ago. Just so many people were interested in the option of moving to Europe that I just think this is an important book that is that a lot of people are going to be interested in. No, it sounds that way. Are you going to open your doors to uh, male clients within, you know, she hit refresh? Because at this point, it's kind of, you know, a female group. Right. You know, <laughs> early on, the men have been asking, like, where's he hit refresh? We want one. Um, so I'm not going to open she hit refresh. Like the book is going to be for, you know, both sexes and my consulting one on one. Happy to work with men. But the community itself will stay as a female only group. Um, I always say if I can find the right man to run he hit refresh, let's do it. Like <laughs> that would be really cool. Nice. What is your visa situation like right now? So current, so I've been on three different visas in Spain. So the first one was the student visa when I taught English. The second one was a work visa when I worked for that uh, tech company in social media. And then when I went remote working freelance, um, I got in this visa called the non-lucrative visa. And I talk about this in the book. And it's basically like a retirement visa. I'm not retired. I still got to work. But the visa allows me to live in Spain, but I can't work in Spain. I can't work for a Spanish company. And how long does that last you? So you're the, when you apply for it, you get it for, for one year and then you can renew and it renews for two years. And I think you can keep doing that. Um, I think after you renew it twice, you get renewed for five years and yeah, you can kind of stay indefinitely on this visa. Oh, no way. And un like with your freelance work, like that's not considered working in Spain because it's just not a Spanish company. This is just, that's such a great question. So with this visa, you do have to have X amount of you know money and savings or pension or something because you have to prove that you can sustain yourself here without making an income. When I initially applied for this visa, I was able to show that I had money in the bank, but I also had an income. Now I've heard that the U.S. consulates are not allowing anyone who has a remote job to apply for this visa. So actually, technically now you can't work remotely on this visa. So, but you're kind of grandfathered in. I am. I guess so. I mean, I renewed the visa and in the renewal, I put that I had, uh, was working remotely and it didn't get rejected. So for anyone listening and who's done any kind of visa work, I mean, there are a lot of gray areas and things. Um, especially I've heard, I mean, my knowledge is more for Spain and I know the consulates in the U S you know, there's many different ones in different States and they all kind of have a different answer to kind of the same question. So it's hard to know. I mean, my advice for anyone interested in doing a kind of a non-lucrative, this visa, if you're coming to Spain or another country that maybe doesn't let you work remotely, you don't have to put it in your application. Like, you know, there's no way that someone's going to know you're working remotely, but you do have to show that you have enough money, um, kind of liquid to sustain you all while you're living abroad. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, if for some reason like this, this visa opportunity goes away for you, are you, you're obviously going to hustle and try to find a new way to stay. Yes. Oh, I found a new way to say. So that's another great question. So while I was in Spain, someone let me know that certain countries that used to be uh, colonized by Spain have this kind of, um, what is it, a an agreement with Spain where if you, let's, well, for instance, in my case, my mom is from Colombia. Uh, I was never a Colombian citizen, but I became a Colombian citizen last year. And so what that means as a Colombian, I can apply for Spanish citizen citizenship. Um, and as a Colombian, it only takes two years to get citizenship. Well, as an American, that process would take 10 years to get. That's so interesting. So when I was living in Nicaragua, I knew that. And we were, we were trying to get our 
Nicaraguan passports to then become citizens of Spain, um, which never happened. But it's like that, that came up within a conversation. Somehow my business partner knew that randomly. And so that was always our goal, which I, I never achieved. But that's interesting that they still will let you do that. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that either um, until maybe about two years ago. So I'm in the process, and we'll see. Crossing fingers, you never know. So yeah, um, how do your parents feel about your life decisions and where you're living right now? Yeah, so my parents always supported me. So my parents actually passed away about ten years ago. But they, well, I say they always supported me. Actually, in my 20s, my dad was like, you need to move back and get a job and like do the conventional life and do what everybody does. Um, but I think that, you know, I started traveling at 17. You know, I begged them to send me to the Netherlands to visit a friend that I had met as an, she was an exchange student in Houston. And so I just, you know, travel was a big part of my life and they supported that. Um, my all, I have a, a big family. And when I told them at 35 that I was moving to Spain, I don't think anyone was shocked. Uh, they were a little hesitant, you know, about, you know, career and meeting somebody and having kids, all those things. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been able to come here and thrive. Uh, and I think everyone is just, yeah, really happy with the way things have turned out. Yeah. What, what about that last bit? If you don't mind chatting, uh, to some of my female audience members about, you know, like that is something that, you know, I think a lot of males and females are concerned about, you know, getting to a place and meeting somebody, starting a life with them. Um, are you, where are you at with all that? Was that ever a worry for you? No. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 40, I'm single and I don't have kids for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I never made it a priority to like marriage and kids were never a priority. And I, I guess I was always 50, 50 about kids. I just, you know, I, I just, I don't ever remember having that feeling like I can't wait till my wedding day and I can't wait to be a mom, but nor did I ever really think, no, I never want to have kids. Um, so I just kind of embrace where, you know, what life presents me at this point. Like I'm also someone where we're talking about the ambivert, like I'm, I'm very good on my own. I'm really happy with my life and I have a really rich life with the friends that I have and my family. So I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. I would love to meet, you know, the right person to share life with. And that's something that, you know, when I moved here in 2015, I was like, nope, I want to build my world here. It's all about me. And I think in the last two years, now that I'm more settled in Madrid, I'm open to meeting somebody. Um, but I'm kind of going with the flow with what life presents to me because, you know, right now things, things are really good. What is the dating scene like in Madrid or Spain in general? Is, is everyone like on the apps um, meeting people that way? Or is it still like old school where they, they go out at night and they socialize? Yeah, I would say, well, I was coming from Austin, which is a very college town, and I was already feeling like the oldest person in the room at 35. So Madrid has been a breath of fresh air because here, uh, people do not get married very early, if at all, and the birth rate is really low here. And so I say that because when you go out, if you're in your 30s, 40s, or even 50, 60, you will see people your age out in the and about. It's a very social city here in Madrid. Um, people of all ages go out at kind of at all hours of the day and night. And so you will run into people of your age and there's a lot of single people here. People are on the apps. Those are really popular here. And yeah, I think people are still meeting each other in the wild. I kind of forgot what life was like pre-pandemic. So <laughs> we'll see what it's like once we're once we're out and about. Nice. What kind of hobbies do you engage in when you're not, you know, hustling, working on she, uh, she hit refresh. Yeah. So community is a big part of my life. Like 
when I'm not and she hit refresh, I'm, there's another community I run called Madrid Blogger Network and another one that I help run that's called CMX Connect for community builders. But all that still is kind of still professional. So aside from that, my hobbies really are like I, I run. I'm a runner. So I, I'm trying to to keep up with that. What else do I do? I've been trying to get back into reading. I feel like, you know, since I got into social media, kind of my attention span has um, really dwindled. So this year I was trying to work on really just trying to be off the offline when I can and get back into reading. And um, I mean, I hate saying travel is a hobby, but it is. I, I, I did a lot of that last year. Um, and so we'll see if I can get, into, get some travel in this year once things get better. You just travel around Europe or are you uh, hitting some other continents? You know, I've been wanting to go to Vietnam and Lebanon for a few years. I don't think I'll get to hit them hit them this year. So I'll probably just stick around Europe, especially in the summer. I love I think there's no better place in the world than Europe in the summer. And so I'll probably hit some beaches, maybe just in Spain, if that's the most I can travel or the furthest I can travel. Yeah, I got asked that question recently. Like, where would you go if you could fly tomorrow? And Lebanon came up as number one, Ethiopia, too. Wow. Why? Uh, why Lebanon? Um, I've always been fascinated because I had a soccer coach at high school in high school was Lebanese and he's just like the nicest human being ever. Um, I love Mediterranean food and, um, the culture just intrigues me tremendously. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All the above. Yep. I want to go too. What about, uh, let's talk business partners if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Does she live in Spain as well? Yes. So Annette, uh, actually lives in Texas. So we met in Texas and she, yeah, she lives there. And so um, in terms of the business, you know, we, well, when we started, it was just a community, you know, it wasn't a business. Um, but I am, you know, a big action taker and I move really fast. And so early on, I was just kind of like, let's do this, let's do that. Okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, you know, Annette had, you know, like, she has a very demanding job. A lot of things are going on. And, you know, we just weren't at the same kind of energy pace level there. And so early on, I told her, you know what, I'm happy to do X, Y, Z. I'm just going to run with it. And that's kind of how it's been since then. I would say, you know, I, I kind of, she hit refresh. I'm kind of managing most of it. And Annette is great, you know, as to be a sounding board to all of these ideas I have and to talk out things with her and, and have her help me with some of the creative sides of, of the things that I want to do with the community. Right. So it sounds like she's like a co-founder, but has taken more of like a just supportive role for you to kind of run with the whole idea. Exactly. Nice. Very cool. As um as partners go, like is the partnership always been easy to maintain? I mean, it sounds like you both had similar sort of goals, but you know how partnerships go, especially like were you friends prior to starting the partnership? Yeah, so we were friends. Uh, we became friends in 2014. So we were only friends for three years before we started She Hit Refresh, but it was just one of those friendships. We actually met in Morocco, so that's why um, – on a, on a running trip. That's why we had our retreat. There it was just a really special place for us, but we became fast friends and we are like just cheerleaders for each other. So it's been, everything's been, been easy with our friendship and then moving into she hit refresh. I think we just are really good at communicating, really supportive of each other and really understanding like our lives are really different. I mean, she is living kind of more of that. She is living the conventional corporate life even if she doesn't want to be there, that's where she is. And there's a lot of stress with that. And my life is much, you know, I'm living, I've hit refresh. I'm kind of living the life I want to be living. Um, and it's a lot more relaxed. And um, I just have more free time to, to, to give to she hit refresh. 
That's awesome. Is she ever planning on hitting refresh again and making the jump abroad or is she pretty happy in her life in Texas? No, no, she is so ready. She's been ready, but I think that's what makes a good, makes us good partners is I'm very much, I kind of work, I, you know, work on a whim. I'm, you know, I really adapt to change really quickly. I jump right in and she's much more, um, methodical. Like she needs a plan for her. Like I said earlier, she had quit her job of nine years. That was her first refresh, but it took her three years to actually put that plan into action. And so that's where she is right now is planning for her refresh, which is to move to Europe. So I'm just trying to help her and coach her and help her make that happen, uh, because she's not where she wants to be. Nice, dude. Yeah, that's kind of a, a good business partner to have because she's, again, like going to have to hit refresh so you can kind of track that story, really inspire a lot of your audience. Exactly. And it's great for them to see, for our audience to see, like, we're not perfect. We don't have it all figured out. I definitely, yeah, we definitely highlight kind of Annette's story and my story as well and how our lives uh, are changing and evolving and how we continually hit refresh. Nice. Are you a hasher? Uh, I'm not, I've never, yeah, I've never, why are you? I've never run with them before. No, you said running retreat. And so I intuitively just thought hash house harriers. Yes, I haven't. You know what, why I haven't? Cause I'm not a big drinker. So I've always been intimidated to join them. Cause I'm like, I don't have any drink. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's probably not the best running club for you. then. <laughs> Cause what's their model? Like we are a, a drinking club with a running problem or something like that. I think, I think so. And they are here in Madrid. I do see. Um, kind of on meetup there, they're running meetups one day. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Let's talk to the audience right now and, and inspire them, you know, with she hit refresh, any females out there who are thinking about traveling, thinking about that desire to move abroad, but don't really know where to start uh, starting an online business. Like what could you say to them to really motivate them to like take that first step? Yes. So there's two things I always say. One, you're never too old. So let's remove that limiting mindset. You know, I did this at 35. I remember being 28, 29, thinking I was too old to do things. And we have women in our community who are 50, 60, 70, who are making big changes in their life. So it's never too late. You're never too old to hit refresh. Second thing I always tell people is leap before you're ready. You're never going to have all the information. You're never going to have enough money. You're never going to have the plan and the blueprint. You're never going to have you know, all the information to make you feel secure to just do it. So don't wait until you have it. Don't wait for perfection. Just do it because in doing it, you're going to create the path and the plan as you go. Um, and for those that want to start a business or kind of want to untether their life, whether that's getting into remote work or starting your own thing, there are so many resources out there online. I mean, I encourage you to join She Hit Refresh in our, our Facebook group, but there are so many Facebook groups out there that can help you find information, get inspiration and just make it happen because it's totally possible. I love it. Thank you so much, Seppi, for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Chapin. This was so much fun. Awesome, Seppi. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed conversing with you. It was fun to hear how you did it, how you broke free, how you're now living in Spain, enjoying your life, continue to cultivate new things over there like She Hit Refresh. I think it's a beautiful community and you're doing a wonderful thing for all my female listeners out there who I know are going to head over and check you out. So please head over to SheHitRefresh.com if you're somebody listening who wants to hear more about how to design that life you've always dreamed of. She is somebody who is a wealth of knowledge and can be extremely helpful in her Facebook group in her podcast. Definitely head on over. And if you like this episode, Seppi and I would appreciate if you shared it with somebody who you feel might get benefit from this. Leaving a comment also really helps. Five-star ratings are loved. And just hit that subscribe button. 
Thank you so much for joining me. I think you all are so very beautiful. Looking forward to see you next week's episode, Monday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Take care. I hope you're well. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out and spread your wings and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.